The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. The Big Avoda World Podcast. Here we are. I don't, we've done so many episodes, I don't even know what episode number this is. But uh, I think it's going well. And Dave, our producer. Dave, how are you? Um, I'm great, and my microphone was off, but I'm <laughs> great. And I believe this is nine? I believe you've had, you had seven. And then kind of restarting up for this year, I believe you're on. I can confirm that, sir. Yeah, that's okay. But one other thing that you told me about was... Um, I stand corrected. Seven, uh, this is eight. This is eight. This is eight. Yeah. Nice, yeah. And then uh, how, and you can also track how many times people have listened to the show. Yeah, and for a podcast that... I know the the Avoda world is big, but it's also... <laughs> Non-Avoda people aren't going to be interested in this. So I've just been very impressed. The podcast is... Just about 1,300 downloads for the run of the podcast. So that's terrific for a first year, any first year podcast. Yeah. And so thank you to all the Avodians out there listening. <laughs> Thanks for getting the terminology correctly. Yes, Avodians listen. Uh, Ronnie, how are you? Ronnie Saltzman Gutton is in our studio. I'm great. Obviously. Um, who's, who's our audience? Who do you think our audience is for this? Oh, so I'm going to start with alumni because Avoda has the most devoted alumni of any alumni in the entire world. Yeah. And I think campers, counselors, parents, parents yeah. should listen. Parents should listen. I know. Yeah. Mm. I kind of think that alumni are probably listening the most. Mm -hmm. I'd love it if the campers listened, but I don't know if they have the attention span. And in fact, I tried to play the podcast. I remember being on the steps of Bunk 12 this summer. And they were like, oh, it's a real podcast? I was like, yeah. And I started to play it, and they were, like, psyched. And then, like, 45 seconds into it, they started talking about whatever they were talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, it's kids. <laughs> it's kids. So maybe it's for alumni, parents. Yeah, I think it's all it's all relevant. Share it with your friends, though. Um, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I think it gives a very good picture of what camp life is like. Yeah. So. Yeah, share it, post it, mm -hmm. like it. A lot. Before we get into our topic, I, this is completely unrelated to anything, but I wanted to talk about it. Um you had you had written a newsletter. Uh, you post it what every month, every other month, mm -hmm. and you put a. I remember reading it, and I forget what the context was. Maybe you can tell me. It, it, the, the phrase was "you you win or you learn." Correct, and I got that phrase from one of our Israeli counselors a couple of years ago, who was really a gifted basketball player. Of course, he thought he was going to be a pro, and I said to him, "What's your backup plan?" And he was very insulted. He said. I don't need one. I can't do his accent. But he said, his coach said to him, you either win or you learn. And one of the things that I admired is something that's important to us at, at Avoda. Teach, learn, everybody plays, everybody gets better. And when you lose, it's a learning opportunity. And it's, I think I remember it on a daily basis. Yeah. It's also a motivational thing. My, my, mm -hmm. One of my first years, I remember having a really in-depth conversation with the staff members. And at that point in time, I don't think that our... Um, philosophies lined up mine and the staff's mm -hmm. they, they, they did some some ways but uh, 
who was the staff member? I think it might have even been uh, Rob Shanfeld. He probably doesn't remember this moment, but I remember him talking really passionately about how losing is a good thing because it motivates you to do better next time you're out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it, it was interesting. But then, so so it's funny. So you put that in your newsletter, and uh, what was the context? Just about what things you learned at Avoda. Yes, right? things you learned at Avoda. Yeah, and so. This I, I proofread that for you 36 hours ago. Just yesterday, I'm sitting with my kids, right? And one of my son, I think Ethan maybe said it. He's like, yeah, he's like, you, you win or you learn. I'm like, I had never heard it before. And then within two days of each other, it just popped up. That's awesome. I love it. And I, I, I think, you know, as far as Avoda goes, right, you, 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 do, you do live and learn. You win and lose. You, you know, sportsmanship, yep. competition, so many good things come out of camp. And we have to learn how to do both of them with grace. Yeah. That is a perfect segue to today's topic. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about our CIT program. And uh, this is just a little bit of an insight into what happens behind the scenes. So Ronnie and I talk about camp. Um, how many days a year would you say? 364. 364, di- which day do we take off? I don't really know. <laughs> it just sounds, it sounded more realistic. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. So we talk a lot and we plan a lot and we talk. And, you know, the, the challenge, as we've talked about on the air before and in private is, right, is that we come up with these great ideas and then how do you implement them and how do you get buy-in and how do you get people, you know, and are we barking up the right tree and all these questions, right? So, um Three years ago, four years ago, I started thinking like, you know, our CIT program is great. Uh, Leon Dyer is the guy who runs it. He's amazing. And if there's one person delivering messages to our staff, you would want it to be Leon. But I thought it would be really cool if we would complement this learning and these lessons and the experience with somebody's voice besides mine, besides yours, besides Mm -hmm. Leon's, right? So we started to look into outdoor expedition leadership programs, and we stumbled upon NOLS, right? N-O-L-S. You know what that stands for? National Outdoor Leaders School. Yeah. <laughs> National Outdoor Leadership School, and they're a uh, a great a great um, organization, and they take kids on trips to kind of find themselves and to learn about the world and the nature and and the environment and themselves and resiliency and all. That. I was yep. like, that was perfect. And not only that, the NOLS program has a leadership model so they had you know what's good for you and how do you work with the team and how do you organize people and um so it it seemed like a great idea so we signed up with them right so we said okay tell us about the program (coughs) we took the boys um the trip was leaving from the adirondacks right right? so how far is that from camp five six hours five six hours so this is back in 2018 we load the van, right? This is, and, and we had introduced this to the boys. We started back in February of that year saying like, hey, this, this trip is coming up, right? And you remember what, the big, what was the big uh, negative with the trip? They didn't want to lose time at camp was right. number one. Right, CIT is anybody does mm-hmm. not want to be outside of camp during the summer. And this was a short trip. This was like a six-day trip, you know, where they're going to be in camp the first and the sixth day. So we're only on a camp for those middle days. So they pack up their bags. They have their gear after months of talking about it, right? The, the van pulls off, <laughs> right? And then what happens an hour later? An hour later. Two, hour, two hours later. We get a phone call, and one of the boys left his um, backpack. And it's the kind of trip that it was a very tight list of things. And if you don't have them, you're really in trouble in the wilds of the Adirondacks <laughs> right. for a few days. Yeah. And so we had to work out how to get 
the stuff to him. Yeah. And we did. We yeah. hired a courier service and we couriered the things up to him. The courier was awesome and had to come at some ungodly hour of three or four o'clock in the morning in order to make it on time. It, it, Something ridiculous. But he, he did. He got it. He got his fair share of bug bites when again he came home. <laughs> and any, any, anybody who runs a camp knows that, right, things that you, you can plan as much as you uh-huh. want and you can study as much as you want and go to camp conferences. And all of your experience in the world will not prepare you necessarily because you've never done it for right. the next bizarre scenario right. that pops up. And so how do you get a bag five hours north within 24 hours? And uh, so we were lucky enough to find that that courier right in the Middleborough area. Unbelievable, Gave really. us a decent price. Yes, And then did. furthermore, we said to the mom who was like, dying to get the bag up to her son, we split it with her. So right. it was like a win-win. It wasn't right. too much money for her, not for no. camp. Kid got his bag. It was, uh, it, was, it was good. Yes, but that was the... Uh, I that, have to say, to me, it's actually a basic lesson about how we want to foster independence. And I think that parents want their kids to have independence, but we'll still support them. And yeah. that's that's the beauty of camp. Yeah, well said. We, we All the kids gathered in the lodge. Their bags were in the lodge. Everybody got in the van. Everybody <laughs> had their stuff. Yes, we do. They took off. And, of course, somebody forgets him. And why did he forget it? Because he's a kid, right? Correct. Kids make mistakes. That is that's correct. That's one thing I've learned on the Because he's a person. He's a People person. Make People make mistakes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. Anyway, so the trip goes out, right? And uh, Noel's uh, outward bound. They came back. Wait, we weren't on the trip. Oh, we sent one staff member. Scott Albert went with them. Yep. They came back, and what was the what were the reviews of the trip? Um, overall, chat the kids were really challenged. How, how challenged? How so? Well, there were bug bites. Um, they were packing up. They, you know, what their biggest? I think the number one. Correct me if I'm wrong. They weren't like together all the time. That was their biggest complaint right. because they are a group. We, we do that. Every group kind of gets together by the time they're getting ready to move forward from Avoda. And that was their biggest complaint. Of course, the food wasn't up to par. We have great food at camp. Um, the food wasn't up to par. They were pretty bug bitten. A lot of bug bites. I remember lo- the, bug, the, bug the bug bites, bites were really yeah. challenging. I think we didn't expect that. Yeah. And on a daily basis, that what, what their, their main activity was hiking, right? Right. So they would put their backpack on their backs and hike four, five, six miles in the heat and the yeah. bugs. And yeah. But And even the guys who were in really good shape and for whom it wasn't especially physically challenging did not like the fact that they didn't have a lot of time together to just hang out and exist. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, just a quick aside. You ever watch the show Naked and Afraid? Either of you guys watch that show? No. Ama- it's amazing. It's it's bizarrely compelling. It's, it's exactly on, what it sounds like, it's, too. But it's, but, it's, <laughs> but it's on Discovery, and I remember thinking, yeah, like, yeah it's, it, it is, but... It's surprisingly entertaining. And oh, people, very, yeah. People, and so, you know, I'm thinking about our guys and with bug spray and clothes, still getting bitten up. Yep. Uh, it, it was a challenge. So, yep. okay, so that summer ends and we say, you know, that might not have been the right partner for us. I don't think culturally they got what we were doing. Right. I don't think culturally we it synced up with what they were doing. Right. So we said, okay, let's switch partners. So start to do some more research and we end up with Outward Bound. Yep. Now, this is another national organization Um but they're based in Boston. Well, they have a base in Boston, which is really nice, and it's actually the Boston Harbor Islands. Um, what I liked about this program was it was kayak-based, right? So they were going to kayak. They weren't going to hike in the heat. They were going to kayak. I was like, okay, great. That sounds good. Um, and the furthermore, you and I – oh, you didn't end up coming with me. Going, yeah. I, I went to the island first to check it out. I took the boat over. The ferry it was awesome being on the water. I got there. The island was good. They, they, they their starting point island was really good. They showed me a map. We're going to go to this island and this one. We're going to check out this fort and there's bathrooms. I was like, okay, great. I'm like, all right, let's, let's do it. Um, so 
uh, I have an interview, actually. I, I called Leon Dyer last night. I don't know if we could play that on the air um, or... Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna just uh, and Leon will kind of set the stage for what the trip was uh, was a little bit about. Let's take a listen. So I am uh, on the phone with Leon Dyer. Leon is our assistant director, and he's our CIT director. So um, he had an integral part in planning the last two summers and the programs with the boys. Uh, Leon, we're talking about the Knowles and the Outward Bound trips. Uh, how are you doing, by the way? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Leon was just telling me before we uh, before we, we had the phone call that he's driving back from Pennsylvania on this Sunday evening. And uh, what were you doing out there? Uh, I was just out for a two day uh, wrestling tournament at a place called the Spooky Nook. <laughs> Excellent. So Leon Dyer runs wrestling tournaments. Um, he does a the Brendan Grant. Is that the one in Belmont? So that's a big one, a nice, uh, nice one in, in memory of a boy who passed away. But uh, great, great tournament. And uh, all right, well, so let's get to it, Leon. So as far as the uh, the trips are concerned, I wanted to know you're you're on the front line, right? You talked to the CITs all summer long. How? Uh, what did they say when they came back from the trip this year? Uh, I'd say there's a little bit of mixed feelings. I think some, you know, understood what they were getting themselves into. Some maybe not so much. Um, I think they went into it with good spirits, um, so, but I would say mixed outcome. And, and this this year was the outward bound trip. This was the one in the uh, in the Boston Harbor with the kayaking. So just to let our listeners know what was going on. So so you're saying mixed reviews. Um, how how do you think the trip ties into our leadership model at camp? Uh, I think it's a great extension of what we want to get out of our CIG program in order to build up our counselor base. So I think the program is in line with what, we, um, what we're looking for. And, and, and so, you know, again, we've done this now two years. We did the Knowles trip in the Adirondacks. That was hiking-based. We did the Outward Bound trip in the harbor. That was kayaking-based. Would you say, and you've been running the program for how long? Uh, this will be now my fourth year as CIT director. So how do you think the CITs stacked up the last two summers versus your first two summers running the program? Like, did you um, like did you see an improvement, for example? You mean as far as when they became a staff member or just CITs in general? Yeah, CITs in general, right, because we did the trips at the beginning of the summer. So did we see, you know, were, were, they, were the CITs, you know, very good last year? And can we attribute it to this trip? You know, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. I think each age group is different uh, in their own sense, in their own right, uh, between maturity level, just experience at camp, their involvement, they're willing to get involved. Um, but I would say the past two trips did make the groups a little bit stronger as far as their bond and um, how they interacted with camp afterwards in a positive manner. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I thought both groups were great the last two summers, and I don't think it's it's really hard to measure and to know what it was from you know is it just a group of guys is it because you've been doing the program for so long that now the lessons are stickier quote unquote um or is it because of these these expeditions it's probably all of the above but i'm just trying to understand and uh you know determine what we should do from here so what would your recommendation be moving forward um i would recommend uh, we try it again uh, i don't think there's any harm uh, in sending another group to an adventure 
Yeah, yeah, I, d- I don't disagree. So, um, yeah, we'll go back to the drawing board and see what we come up with for uh, 2020. And uh, that should do it. I appreciate the info. Um, drive safely. And, uh, and we'll talk soon, Leon. Yeah, thanks for the call. All right, have a good one. Yep. Bye-bye. So that's what that's what Leon had to say. Leon has been uh, part of this with us for uh, you know for the better part of uh, the, for the whole part of this this planning program and and what we wanted to do with the CITs. So uh, you know he hit the nail on the head uh, on a few a few uh, on all of his points and what the kids liked and disliked um, when they when they came back from the trip. Um, Ronnie, I don't know if you remember, were you in the mess hall? We, we sat with the CITs. Do you remember any of the things that the CIT, what was the feedback from the CITs, right? So they go on a five-day trip kayaking in Boston Harbor with their camp friends. Again, we thought it was going to be a really good idea. What, what were some of the things they said? The, one of the things they complained about a lot was the food, um, the lack of variety um, primarily. In their minds, they didn't think that there was enough. I don't think anybody actually went hungry, but it wasn't what they were used to at camp. Um, I thought they would complain about things like bathrooms and showers and things like that. They were, they were actually pretty cool with that. And I do think that after they came back and had some time to think it through, some of the guys could understand and, and felt that there was value in it as well. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's take a listen, Dave. Um, I also talked to with uh, a CIT uh, before, before the show today, let's play that. And then uh, Ronnie, I'd be curious what you think about some of, some of uh, Alex's responses. I am currently interviewing a CIT from this past summer. So, uh, Alex Schiffman, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, we were talking about Outward Bound. The year before you was Knowles, but you were on the Outward Bound trip. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little. Tell me a little bit about the the trip. Like, what was the? What did you do every day? Um, well, every day, to sum it up, we would spend about an hour and a half packing all of our stuff um, into our tiny kayaks. So wait, wait, it took an hour and a half to pack every day? Well, we'd have to bring our bags and stuff from our camping spot to the beach where we'd then put it into the kayaks, and then we would have to kayak for three or four hours a day to a new island that looked pretty much the same as the last one where we would unpack all the stuff and then pretty much just repeat the next day. And, and what kind of supplies were you packing and unpacking? Um, our clothes and the cooking supplies and the food and all of our water. So did, did you like the trip overall? No. Okay, we'll we'll get back to that in a second. And I'm sorry, I just want to drill down on the uh, on the food for a minute. You, you mentioned the food, so uh, how was the the food on the trip? Um, all of the food was uh, dehydrated or in some form that made it very unappetizing. So uh, I think I think they had to do that because that was the how you could carry it from you know in the in your sack you know in the the bags and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I know I know why they did it, um, but. One for one morning, we had granola and then dehydrated milk, so it was just powder, and you'd have to pour water on it to turn it into milk, and it was very gross. <laughs> so overall, you said you did not enjoy the trip. Give me uh, one or two reasons. So the, obviously, the 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 monotony of the packing and the you said the islands and then the food was not so good, right? Was there any any 
let's let's flip it around. Actually, was there anything positive that came out of the trip? Um, well, I mean, we definitely have this memory as a fourteen. Uh, we'll always remember this, and we can laugh about it now, kind of. Um, and I think that we probably, though I don't want to admit it, we probably got closer as a group. Um, but I do not think this is the right way to gain these leadership skills and stuff that we were intending. But to. but but and as an individual, did you gain anything from it? Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit, but uh, I don't know. It was a pretty. It was a, we were pretty miserable on the uh, trip. So. All right, that that's uh, understood. I appreciate the honesty, and um, well, I just one other thing that I remember you telling me about, which I think the the listeners might enjoy. Uh, I remember you did, you know, they split the group into two, and you did group activities, and then you maybe they brought you together, but then at some point they had you do some alone time in the woods. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, tell us about that for a little bit. Um, well, we on the last day we were on back to the main island on Thompson Island, and um, we got to shower finally, which we were super excited for, but the showers were very cold and gross, so we were a little disappointed. And then after that, after we were cleaned, we all went um, to different locations where we sat for like two hours just alone to, I think, reflect maybe. Um, and so, like, what did you do? You were so you're by yourself for two hours. What did you do during those two hours? Well, we got a we got a mat, a yoga mat, and we got some paper, and a pencil, and an apple, and <laughs> and uh, I was in the middle of the woods, so I just started uh, playing with the sticks and stuff and bark. And tried to make the most of my time out there. <laughs> and you didn't. You didn't have any uh, revelations about life or your your leadership or camp or anything. Uh, I did not, but I caught up on some sleep while I was out there as well. Did you really sleep? Uh, yes, a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate the insight. Uh, again, we're still evaluating the uh, program for next year. Uh, and you know, I've told people a bunch of times I'm, I'm on the fence cause there were definitely, a, I know that it was really intense for you guys in a lot of ways and negative and not enjoyable. But when we met as a group, I just remembered all the positive things that your group said. And so I was very confused whether it was resiliency, appreciation more for camp, right? What, what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the good things that we, we definitely got a bunch of things out of it, which I mean, what we, it, it was really miserable. So I don't think going through that to get those things out was but the may, right but, way. But maybe, but maybe that's the. But we, but we still did get stuff out of it, and the experience was was, was good. It's, it was good that we went through it. I think, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend it in the future. But, but maybe that's what you have to do to gain those those pluses, right? Uh, maybe, but I don't think putting people through that uh, is a good <laughs> it's not, thing. It's not worth it. Uh, also, the other thing is that. A lot of us were mad because we weren't at camp. We were missing camp time. Right, so, right. Yep. though that's... And, and that I definitely understand. Um, but it was only four days that you were not in camp, right? So, but I understand. It's, uh, you know, if you're, if you're talking about a 56-day summer, it's, you know, almost 5% or 10%. My math's not so great. What's that? What percent is? Anybody know what percent that is? Anyway, well, Alex, uh, thank you so much for the... Uh, the information and uh, hopefully we'll see you back here uh, next year as a JC. 
Yeah, hopefully. Thank you for having me. All right, see ya. Ronnie, what'd you think? Not surprising, but I do think that more there were there were good things that came of it. And yeah. I, I we sat there together in the lodge, and I think that the boys were able to laugh a little bit about it. And I think that one of the things that Alex said about tightening them as a fourteen, um, which for those non-Avodians listening is their age group, their sort of graduate age group, um, is true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How many, how many times did he use the word miserable in that interview? <laughs> Countless. Countless times. And he's not a miserable kid. That's the other thing. <laughs> so I did talk to a few of the other CITs. One of them uh, talked about how I think they intentionally wanted to get like kicked off the trip because they didn't like it so much, right? So what? How could they get make themselves sick or hurt or like you know it was great. It was extreme, and you know it's good to put kids in a pressure situation. And I, I, again, I still don't know if that's the right one. Um, and, I, and I, yeah, and I think, you know, Leon hit it on it in his interview in terms of, you know, did we see results back at camp? You know, in your opinion, uh, I asked I asked Leon this, right? Do you think that our CITs were better this year, last year, right after these trips versus your first couple of years as director? I do. Yeah. I do, actually. And I, I, I don't have enough experience at Avoda to know if it's that particular group. Um, but I saw I, I saw growth in the boys from their 14 year to their CIT year, um, generally across the board, that was more than a year's worth. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it came from. Yeah. So, so I tried to get to the, uh, I thought what would be, what would be good for our listeners to hear, right? So I thought, um, you know, let's get somebody from Outward Bound. So I did some pretty exhaustive research, uh, and I happen to have a couple of connections. So, um, I don't know, Dave, if you want to play this next interview, it's, uh, I think Ronnie, I think you'll like this one. All right, so uh, I was able to um, track down uh, actually the founder of Outward Bound. I was really lucky. I uh, did some research online. It was hard to find actual phone numbers. Had a, I had a connection actually from the D.C. area, uh, Virgi- or maybe it was Virginia, who happened to actually know the founder of Outward Bound. His name is Kurt Hahn, uh, and we actually have Kurt on the phone right now. Kurt, um, how are you? Thank you for joining us today. Talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for helping us out. So I don't know uh, if your uh, if your assistants told you, but basically I run a summer camp for Jewish boys, and um, we sent them on an outward bound trip uh, just this past summer. Um, but you started the company, right? So uh, I'm just curious if you can tell me what was your what was your goal way back? What was it? What, what year did you start Outward Bound? We, uh, we started it in 1941. It was myself and uh, Larry Holt. And uh, the, the goal was to uh, challenge young men, uh, both physically and emotionally, push them to their limits uh, through these challenging outdoor adventure programs. Wonderful. It's, uh, it's inspirational. I, um, th- so, so there's actually a location right in the Boston area at the Boston Harbor Islands. Uh, are you familiar at all with that area? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because the the trips that I looked at, right? So uh, there there there's always some sort of a an exercise base, right? So an activity that the kids kind of use as their centerpiece when they have these trips. So they could have done hiking or some other outdoor things, but in this case, they they were kayaking from island to island uh, in the Boston Harbor. So um, what what kinds of things do you think they get out of 
of kayaking uh, eight hours a day? Well, particularly in the Boston Harbor, uh, you know, balance was important. Uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of traffic going on in there and, and uh, you know, uh, opposing currents. We also had to deal with, uh, you know, the buoyancy due to the uh, vast amounts of tea that were left over. Right. Um, but it was really about communication, uh, challenging yourself physically and overcoming it mentally. Right, right. Now, back in 1941, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't alive at that point. Did they have uh, toilet paper? Was that invented yet? We did have toilet paper, but most often uh, leaves were used. And uh, in a pinch, pun intended, uh, some low-grade sandpaper. Right, right, right. All right, interesting. Character. <laughs> Definitely builds character, I'm sure. Um, all right, and then, uh, you know, basically... What's your experience with summer camps and kids who have participated in your programs through summer camps? Well, interesting you ask. Uh, we had a couple of camps participate uh, quite a few years ago. Um, maybe in your area, Camp uh, Borndale and Camp Bowercrest. Uh, they, they tried it. Uh, we challenged them in many different ways, but uh, every attempt they failed. They, they, it was just a miserable experience for both uh, camps. Um, so I do remember uh, being uh, reached out to by Avoda, and uh, y'all showed up. Uh, we, we knew if anybody could do it, Avoda could, uh, well, them or, or the Yankees. Um, and the boys came, um, and we put them to the test, and we feel that they uh, had a successful experience. That's great, right? So, so the Avoda boys, you think they, even though they had a hard time and they fought some uh, adversity, you think they they ended up on the plus side? They they did well, you would say in our in the in your program. Yeah, there was a little bit of resistance early on, uh, but I think once they embraced the challenge and they recognized the life skills that would come out of the experience and also how they could apply the experience to their work at Avoda, uh, I, I think they rose to the challenge. Wonderful. Okay, good. Well, listen, really appreciate the uh, the information. Uh, you know, again, congratulations on creating such a longstanding, uh, worthwhile program. We're glad to be part of it. We're still trying to figure out if we're going to do it again in 2020. But uh, regardless, have a great uh, rest of your week, and uh, I hope you have a great expedition next next time you go out. Absolutely, Ken. Appreciate it. And uh, vote is number one in our hearts. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Kurt. Most definitely. All right. Bye-bye. So how, how cool is that, Ronnie? I get to meet the founder of Outward Bound. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah, and it's cool. He, you know, he knows about our program and... Um, yeah, it's interesting, right? And all, we run an all boys program. He's running the expedition. There's there's definitely some uh, some parallels, which is uh, which is cool. So yeah, that was a that was a nice find. Yeah, awesome. So I, I just uh, I'll wrap up today's oh, oh, two things. One is uh, so the he talked a little bit about the toilet paper right on the trip. So this past year it wasn't an issue because they had they had bathrooms. But, right. But do you remember the Knowles? What I happened do. With those? So what, what what did the Knowles people say? Right, we're we're getting the boys ready for the trip, and what did they? What was the instruction? So the instruction was, if you were to use toilet paper, you had to bring something 
as a receptacle because anything you brought with you had to come back with you. So they would have to bring their to- their used toilet paper back exactly, home. Exactly, or find leaves or something. Yes, if I, I think the quote was uh, leaves or smooth stones. Smooth stones. <laughs> smooth stones. So, so that's uh, another strike against. So let me, let me just uh, share the final. So we did have, like you said, we met with the CITs after this year's trip. And this is where I'm perplexed, okay? So we said, guys, how was the trip? Um, tell me if the style sounds familiar to you. They said, this is what we started off with. They said the food was not edible. Uh, they didn't have the freedom that they did as CITs on this trip. In other words, the, their staff didn't trust them or give them the leadership op- opportunities that they wanted. The camping and the hike, kayaking, nobody liked that. They were away from camp. Uh, this is great. The misery masked uh, the, 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 the experience, basically. Um, it was hard to be positive, um, even though they were facing adversity, and they knew that was part of the program. There were two groups. That was what you had right. said earlier. Uh, they would have liked to have short, a shorter trip. There were also female instructors this year, and that was, I think, a little bit of an adjustment for our guys. Some of them got seasick. Um, and maybe this the onus is on us. Maybe we didn't set clear expectations with the boys for what the trip was going to be like, right? So there, were, there was a long list of negatives. And, you know, I, w- I was ready to pull the plug on it. And then right before we left the, the meeting, I said, well, did anything good come of it? So do you remember if anything good came of it? You said it earlier. They said that uh, they were closer as a group. Yep. And I think Alex said that, that on his interview, one. right? Yep. They, they felt a sense of accomplishment. They did. And in fact, a few of the guys told me, what was the quote? They said, if I can do this, if I can get through this experience, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. How powerful is that? Very. Um, they got better at kayaking. This was another perk. Another thing was that they uh, they there was they had a little bit of downtime on the trip and they got to relax. They liked that. They felt like they were mentally stronger. Um, they were dealing with adversity. They had that solo time that Alex yep. talked about. They have this amazing memory that I think all of them are going to remember forever, probably. Um, and this was an interesting thing too. They thought that the relative comparison to tasks back at camp. In other words, oh, CITs, we need you to empty the trash or we need you to clean the goose poop. They're like, that pales in comparison to what they had just gone through. Which I think is part of why we saw a difference in the level of professionalism as CITs they were. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So so where do we go from here? I say we try one more time. Three strikes and you're out. Let's try a third time. Third time's a charm. Customize it. A little bit. I think third time will be a charm third because time. I think that when we also, when we talk to those boys individually, yeah. they each had something positive to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And I, and some of the guys told me too, I, I think, I think if they're for the college essays or for their national yeah. honors <laughs> essays yeah. or whatever they had to do, a lot of them chose this as a topic, yep. you know, talk about a personal experience. And they, a lot of them talked about this as something yep. that was really, you know, uh, important and long lasting in their brain. So mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. So that's uh, a glimpse into the minds of what the directors at Avoda uh, talk about and think about. And our goal is always to put a, a great program um, and a great experience and a worthwhile experience together for the boys, whether they're 7, 8, 13, or 15, 16. or 16, yep. right? So uh, so it's great. So I, I love the work. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this conundrum of love hate of an experience and you know what were the perks and what are we seeing so um happy to talk about it more um thank you for uh, for your time as always love working Fun. with you ronnie dave thank you for the uh, studio time pod 617 is the best uh you can find big Avoda world on spotify on apple music 
and uh, we will see you How all. about if they want to get in touch with you guys? Go to the website? or If they want to get in touch with us, yeah, come to our website, campavoted.org. You can also get the podcast off the homepage there. Shout out to Aaron Katz, our music director. And uh, shalom. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs>